Hey guys, and welcome back to Penny for Your Thoughts with me, Becky B. This week, I want to talk a little bit about, it's just going to be a short episode to be honest, because I just want to talk a little bit about, one, just what's been in my brain recently, and two, the thing that's actually been in my brain recently, which is about perfection. And it's something that I've kind of, I always knew I was a bit of a perfectionist, like, not in the sense what I always thought would be deemed as a perfectionist. So when I used to think of a perfectionist, I'd think someone who's really neat and tidy. Like, that's just what I thought it was. Like, someone who's kind of got their life together and they're just very organised and things like that. Um, So I didn't really think that I was a perfectionist because I was like, I don't feel like that. I definitely don't feel like I've got my life together most of the time. And I'm not, like, super neat and super clean. Like, I don't have that about me. So I never really realised there was one until, I would say, within the last, like, couple of years when I started kind of working on my mental health a little bit more and when I started doing... Because I've done therapy. I've started therapy again, but I've done therapy in the past. And, again, that's kind of, like, when it started to pull or be pointed out and I guess when I started uni it started to show more and more because I was balancing university with my business with also having a house and within that I just found that there was no areas where I felt like I was excelling or what I thought I wasn't excelling and I thought I was just mediocre and everything I I always thought I could be better and it kind of just started to highlight then that maybe I have got a bit of a perfectionist mindset with how I see things like I always want it to be better I always want to be better I never think that I can do enough and it is really hard to deal with on a daily basis because when you are in that headspace you just don't really have any appreciation for yourself and how much you've done and how you got to where you are you never really you never really like stop and revel in it instead you end up just being like five steps ahead and you're just constantly looking for the next thing and and in the future like everything you do is never enough and that's just how I felt a lot of the time and like I say even more so when I was balancing more things that's when I started to feel like maybe I could be better at everything (laughs) or I needed to be better at everything and like I say that's when I kind of started therapy for the first time and that's when the my therapist was kind of like oh you got very much of a perfectionist mindset and yeah I just didn't but like I say I didn't ever put those two things together or me with that together because I just always thought I was like messy and my life was a bit messy but I guess that's perfectionist mindset is thinking that you're still not doing enough or good enough in that moment so now I wanted to talk about this though because I think it aligns very well with when people are pursuing fat loss or any any kind of body composition goal or even when you're trying to improve your relationship with food when you're trying to reduce the prevalence of you overeating or stop emotionally eating and relying on food as the only support like when you're feeling down or even when you are trying to break from a restrictive mindset towards food perfectionism kind of appears in all of these things and I noticed this with clients too now recently I would say I 
don't get me wrong, I'm not saying, I'm not saying I'm perfect, <laughs> although I want to be, no, I'm kidding, no, but recently is when it's been highlighted more to me that even just the way I sometimes think about certain things is still within that perfectionist mindset, but the thing that is I'm trying to remind myself is that I'm not trying to aim for even a perfect mindset towards things. I'm always going to have these habits where I feel like I'm a bit of a mess and sometimes I might feel like I've got my life together and that's okay and that's normal and I think sometimes in life we feel like normal isn't what normal actually is. We think normal is like the highlight reel. We think that what we see on social media where these girls have their perfect morning routines with their mocha whatever like matcha something skinny mocha chocachino whatever like these fancy drinks these greens in the morning which fyi greens taste disgusting and they're just not even worth it they're expensive and they genuinely they serve no purpose you can just eat food that's actually nicer like vegetables you could just roast some nice vegetables and you would literally get the nutrients from it i bought greens once worst mistake of my life it was only because i bought into it because i saw these influencers drinking them and they looked like it was nice i tried it and i was literally nearly sick everywhere so anyway greens not the one but they show this like perfect lifestyle they have their greens they have their matcha they write down a to-do list for the day they write down their thoughts their gratitude make the house clean organize the drawers like this this would probably take me about 10 hours to be honest with procrastination in between and like my little adhd brain just flickering from one task to another or they'd all just be half jobs um but yeah, it makes you feel slightly inferior because you're like, well, if they can do that and they also do all of this other stuff, like, why can't I? And that's the thing is like, social media is just a highlight reel. And I know that it's really easy to say that and everybody knows that, but to believe it, I think is a different thing because I know that. But sometimes I'll see things and I'll be like, well, what is wrong with me? Like, why can't I just do that? Why can't I just have my life together? And that's the thing is you still, you might know the answer of that it's not real or it's only a highlight of someone's life they might have just recorded that as part of their work for that day because they get paid for it to advertise like i don't know flash like mopping solutions or whatever people get advertisements for but it doesn't mean that that's what they do every day or that that's how like a true representation of their day and i think another thing you have to remember is that it depends where you pour your energy into different things. Some people absolutely thrive and they love like cleaning, they love being organized, they love all that stuff. Like that's their bread and butter. It's not mine at all. It is not my bread and butter. I will do it because I need to do it. Like I will plan my week because I need to do it. I will clean the house because I need to do it, but it's not something where I take any kind of joy from it at all. And it is genuinely the bane of my life, but and no one needs to do it. But I put my energy into other things. Like I really enjoy just being outside. I enjoy seeing friends. Like I know obviously these people will enjoy seeing their friends too, but I just put my energy into other things. And this was something that I guess I've started to realize more recently. Is it just because I'm not like someone else doesn't mean I'm not achieving things in other aspects of my life or 
um, being productive or anything like that because I just get caught up on the things I must be doing wrong rather than the things I'm doing right which actually are what align with what I want in life and align with my goals but social media can kind of make me make me feel even slightly inferior to things because you see this like perfection or perfect a little real and you're kind of drawn into it and you just think what like where am I going wrong here like I forgot to brush my teeth today what's wrong with me (laughs) but like I say when you kind of pull back and you stop comparing your life to others and you start to realize that actually the reason why you're maybe not as I don't know clean girl aesthetic as some of the girls is because you're just not that bothered like it's just not what you're interested in but you'll probably find that you put your energy elsewhere where other people will also see you and think I wish I was like her and there's things what I do that I don't even realize other people kind of admire because I I get so used to just doing the things that I do I don't mean that in a big-headed way even if I did, you know what, sometimes you can just blow your own horn, I'm all right, because the majority of time, (laughs) I don't really do that, so yeah, but it was like with doing the ultra, I, I'm obviously really proud of myself for doing it, but it's like, I also don't necessarily see it as like a massive achievement, because in my head, I'm like, oh, but people do more than that, or people do that faster, and that's, again that perfectionist mindset is I don't stop and be like wow that was actually amazing what I did and said I'm like yeah but people do more it's not that far when you think about it (laughs) like it is it is far and I'm not trying to undermine anybody who runs less than that who doesn't ever want to do an ultra it's not about that at all it's not me judging you for not doing it it's not me comparing myself to you either it's me comparing myself people who do more than me and it's not even their fault either it's just me in my own head I'm like yeah but a hundred would be better or like or if I did a hundred miler that would be better but again I don't think well I, I, I do appreciate what I do and I do and I'm grateful for what I do but like I say it's just striving for that perfection and never really or struggling to stop and this is probably what has always held me back in terms of my fitness journey too so this is why I think it relates because when I used to be very very heavily invested in my body composition and strive for absolute smallness that probably is what started off with my disordered eating and poor like creating that really poor relationship with food and like dysfunctional relationship with food because if I didn't track, or no, if I tracked, but I went over, guilt would overcome me, and I would honestly just try to, well, I'd probably then just eat more, and then I'll be like, oh, tomorrow, but tomorrow I'll cut all the way back and try and balance it out, and my problem was that I was striving to just be perfect with everything, and that's what made it more dysfunctional, and actually made it harder, if I missed a gym session, it wasn't me being flexible with it. It was me then being really frustrated and angry. I genuinely would make sure that I got all my gym sessions in over seeing people. Like it was a bigger priority to me. And that wasn't a priority just because it was something that I absolutely loved doing. It's because in my head, I thought if I don't do this, if I don't do these things, then I'm going to get bigger or I'm not going to get smaller kind of thing. And that is what I was clinging on to. It wasn't me looking at it from a whole 
perspective, you know, zoomed out a little bit of the fact that daily I actually do show up in many different ways, but the majority of the time I am being consistent within that range of things I need to be doing, you know, even with tracking. So again, people really hyper-focus on this and it is a tool. It is not something you need to live by, but people track to an absolute T and for some people they might not mind that at all, but for others, if they go over or anything then they will get so in their head about it and again that's what causes you to then spiral and maybe agree or feel like a like disappointment and shame because you can't control yourself when the actual fact is your body does not know how many calories like you're eating it not in that respect obviously it knows how many calories you're eating but your body doesn't wake up and say oh you better feed me 1600 calories today otherwise we're gonna gain weight it is not like that. It's an accumulation over time of what causes weight gain and you consistently eating in a calorie surplus. And again, for weight loss, it's you being consistently in a calorie deficit over time. It's not just one day. If you eat a salad one day, you don't just lose weight. Just like if you eat a pizza one day, you don't just suddenly gain weight. It's an accumulation over time. And even regardless, you could still eat a pizza and be in a calorie deficit. You could have a salad and be in a calorie surplus. Like I say, it's an accumulation over time. It's not about the foods that you're eating necessarily. Obviously, quality does matter and quantity because let's say you're in deficit, you probably want to have slightly less calorie-dense foods that are higher volume for satiety and vice versa. If you're trying to be in a surplus, you probably want more calorie-dense foods that are in less volume, so it's easier for your digestion. Anyway, that's by the by. But it's, it's what you're doing over time that matters. It is not everything to an absolute tea every day with your food you'll probably be within a range sometimes you might not be as hungry you might have done a little bit less you don't need to force yourself to then eat sometimes you might be like you might have done way more and you might just need that little bit more food it's it's that which is the magic it's being flexible which makes a difference just like with your steps let's say accumulation over time if you are daily doing more than you would usually do anyway, if let's say you usually do 2,000 steps a day and now you've got a goal of 10,000, but you actually are doing 6,000 most days really easily or maybe like 8,000 at a push, but that is still so much more than what you were doing previously. But instead of focusing on that, you're like, why can't I just do 10? I'm a failure. I'm just not good at it. And again, you're striving for perfection too much, which takes away from the work that you actually are doing. And... The thing is, putting yourself down doesn't necessarily help you going forward. Don't get me wrong, for some people, they thrive from like like beating themselves up a little bit, but they are a different breed of person. If you're not that kind of person and you actually just end up getting more upset about it, then it's not benefiting you by kind of being too harsh on yourself. Instead, it's probably better that you notice the things that you are doing well and thriving on those and reminding yourself like how well you're doing that because that will pull you up 10 times more than you knocking yourself well um and it's the same with training as well again if you train like three times a week let's say or four times a week but this week you only got two in if you then come to the end of the week and you're like i'm, I'm rubbish at everything why can't i just succeed at it why why can i not just be good at it like why can't i just get it all done that is again where you're going to pull yourself back because you'll just see how you can't stick to it and you'll keep reminding yourself of that and like I mentioned in my previous 
podcast a bit like that victim mentality of like you putting that I don't know those words or like writing that narrative of yourself or for yourself even you're writing that narrative for yourself that you won't achieve things you can't do it and that in itself is just going to reinforce those negative behaviors it's not going to lift you up and it's not going to support you with your goals and that is something that I see so much with people who want to pursue fat loss and I think it's that fixation on no it's got to be this but the actual fact is you probably need to work on a lot of other areas in your life which will then probably support you to lose fat without you necessarily having to try relentlessly for instance you might find that you rely very heavily on food when you are down you know you emotionally work is stressful 90% of the time so most weeks most days you come in you raid the cupboard you eat until you just feel absolute discomfort and that cycle continues you obviously gain weight over time because you're in a calorie surplus. Now, you want to lose weight, all you want is to lose weight, and you're so focused on that, but then you feel so disheartened every time, every week when you don't lose weight because you know you've had another stressful week where you've relied on food for comfort, probably too much, you weigh yourself, you feel disheartened, so you turn back to food, and then you're in this vicious cycle of, like, food is the enemy, but I can't stop doing it because it also gives me comfort. Now, if you worked on that relationship with food, if you actually looked at it and broke down, okay, how can I support myself in stressful situations other than using food? What is the actual feeling that I feel most days, and where does this stress actually stem from? You know, is it actually stress, or is it that I feel unproductive is it that I feel a bit of shame you know what is the actual feeling that I'm feeling most days and is it a common occurrence what is the trigger for it now once you figured that out what else can I do is it that I could go for a walk when I finish work is it that I could make sure every lunchtime I come off my phone I maybe put my favorite podcast on that makes me laugh and I go for a little wonder on my lunch maybe you arrange to do something cute once a week on an evening with your partner or with your friends you go on a cinema date you go for a drink whatever it is you know I'm not saying like replace your relation like your um support on food with alcohol at all so don't do that but you know maybe it is that you just do something nice in the week that picks you up that isn't relying on food to like feed you that reward after a stressful day um because that in itself will help you moving forward. But people just look at the number side of things. Again, it's the perfection mindset of, no, to lose weight, I just need to see the scales go down and I'll feel better. I just need to see that. But, and then you also have in your head like a certain number and a certain size you want to be. You Everybody always chases that. I just, I just want to fit in my old size eight jeans. I just want to be 65 kilo. I literally, all I ever strive for when I was younger I was always just 65 kilos um, and I don't even weigh myself now so I don't actually know how much I weigh now but when I was like I don't know 17, 18 I was always 65 kilos and all I ever wanted was to be less than that even though that was a normal healthy weight for me for some reason I was absolutely fixated and I was like no I need to be less I need to be less when I got less it was literally the worst time of my life so that just tells it all but again it's like we have these things in our heads and that anything less than that is inadequate but even when we reach that goal I can tell you now even when you reach that goal it will still not be enough for you because you'll know in your head well it could be better 
So again, it's it's focusing on the wrong things and most people do. But once you start to, one, look at it and life in general, a lot more flexible. Like sometimes stuff just happens in life. Sometimes things don't go to plan. That's okay. It's fine. And nobody is expecting... Well, do you know what? You're the only one who expects the perfection. Not one person in your life will actually... I mean, some people might because they're just a bit odd, but most people in your life won't even know what's going on in your head half the time because you'll just be setting these little, like, milestones for yourself. But two, they also won't be like, oh, now you need to be better than that. If you got a promotion at work, they'd be thrilled for you. If you were saying how you know, you really were striving for weight loss and you've actually started to pursue it now and over everything, you're just starting to feel really good in yourself. They would be thrilled for you. They wouldn't be like, how much weight have you lost specifically? Oh, you should lose more than that. I mean, if there are people like that in your life who are like that, I would just set some boundaries very clearly with them and just be like, it's not something I actually want to discuss with you because it just makes me feel kind of uncomfortable or word it however you want in whatever wording you want. But that was just off the top of my head. I mean, I would probably actually say it. I say it as if I'd be really blunt like that, but I'd be very like, do you mind if we don't talk about that? (laughs) Because I'm a little rollover dog sometimes. Um, But if it was something that made me feel uncomfortable, I would very much just put those boundaries there and just say I just didn't really want to discuss it, to be honest, because it would just be in my head. And that's what I mean is like other people in your life who care about you will the majority of the time don't get me wrong there are a few people who wouldn't but they've got their own shit going on but there are people in your life who oh my god I swore again I'm genuinely trying so hard to be like don't swear on this podcast every time I have to put it it's explicit but I just can't help myself just feel so good to swear sometimes anyway there will be some people in your life who do and yeah like I said they've got their own shit going on sorry for swearing but the majority of people will just be thrilled that you're achieving what you want to achieve, that you're happy, etc. That's all they care about. And so should you, genuinely. Like I say, you're the one who puts pressure on yourself. You're the one who probably is the barrier. You're looking at all the wrong things. And like I said, this genuinely does coincide with fat loss so much because people fixate on a number. People fixate on their body weight so heavily that it takes away from everything else they're doing when in actual fact look at what you've done daily look at how far you've come if you measured like if you looked at where you are now mentally like with the way you think with the way you see things like with your mindset if you measured that from where you were three six seven eight nine months ago maybe 12 months ago or even a couple of years ago there would be so much progress like mentally of how you've changed and your perception on food maybe and your perception on body image and again this is why I'm saying it coincides so much with fat loss but also with so many other um, body composition goals or even with your relationship with food and food restriction because even when you have built a solid relationship with food you will still have times where you slightly slip into old habits but it's what you do after that it's whether you cling on to that and be mad at yourself for it like I'm a failure I was on a perfect streak and now I'm binging again or now I'm relying on food for an emotional tool again or now I'm thinking about calories again when I shouldn't like if you then again tarnish yourself with this rigid brush that is what will make you relapse and like fall into those old habits again or start chasing your tail again when it comes to fat loss but if you can just be like do you know what it 
do you know what? Sometimes things just happen. You know, I'm going to be a bit reflective on it because I'm unsure why this happened and I want to understand for the next time so that I can just make sure that I've got everything in place to support myself. You know, maybe it is that just out of the blue, just a really bad day at work, just random, and you just didn't have the time to kind of catch up with yourself and catch your thoughts. Maybe you had really bad news about a family member. Maybe someone passed away. Maybe um, you just had a bad body image day and you felt a little bit in your head and so you started to restrict food a little bit but maybe you were like actually what am I doing you call yourself out on it and you're like even though I don't feel that great today and I feel like I'm slipping into old habits instead what I'm going to do is remind myself my body still needs to be nourished and instead I'm going to try and fuel myself still even though it kind of does make me feel uncomfortable but I'm not the person I used to be and I know all the tools that I need to use going forward and I'm not a failure for falling into previous habits that is always going to be in your head a little bit. These things are always going to be in your head if there's something that, have, if they are habits that you've had for so many years, they're always going to be there a little bit. And you might feel like I still get it. Sometimes I can have a bad body image day and I can be, I can catch myself being like, oh my God, I just need to lose weight. Like this is ridiculous. Blah, blah, blah. And then I catch myself and I'm like, oh, just put on something comfy. Like stop being an idiot. It's just, you're just a bit bloated because of your period. It's not the end of the world. Or I might, I don't know, I think there was a few weeks ago and I'd eaten something and then I felt guilty, like I felt a little bit guilty after, I think it was like peach and I was like, oh, like I shouldn't have had that. And again, I called myself out and I was like, that's silly, like I just had some pizza, there's nothing wrong with that. But the difference where I could have gone is if I was then like restrict, like rigid with how I saw things and how I saw health and I was like, no, pizza is not healthy, I shouldn't have had that, like this is it. I'm going to get back onto just absolute clean eating, no processed foods, GMI free, et cetera, et cetera, whatever else is on frigging TikTok at the moment about food. Um, and I obsessed over that. I would just then be chasing my tail again. I would then be in a very bad relationship with food. I would probably start feeling guilty again after having things. I would probably be restrictive, but then I'd probably be overeating because I'd restricted. My weight would probably fluctuate massively, or I might even gain a lot of weight if I start to like regularly overeat on a yeah you know, on a regular basis. Obviously, because that's what regular is, Becky. Jesus. Um, but if I started to regularly overeat and I was using that as like my emotional support crutch, um, every time I say that, I'm so close to saying emotional support crutch, and I just <laughs> think that would just be awful if I ever said that around people because can you imagine being like oh, it's my emotional support crutch that I always rely on <laughs> god that would be bad Becky anyway so that's when you know perfection can just take over and actually take away from all the work you're doing and honestly that is something that holds so many people back and like I say even with my clients they will come to me and maybe they've had a bit of a shitty week and they'll be like oh like I'm just not good at it I can't do it and I'm call them out straight away 100% every time I'm like no it's not that you can't do it you just had a bad week like be compassionate towards yourself things happen sometimes life happens you literally have 52 weeks a year for the rest of your life now I'm not saying that you need to keep putting things off every week and be like I'll do it next week that's completely different you just that's avoidance of your goals and what you want to achieve right but if out of those weeks you just sometimes things don't go to plan you're not 100% every day but you're putting in the effort that you can for that day or that 100% of 
perceived effort for that day that is the main thing a week here and there where you've been ill or where you might have overeaten a bit because you've had a really bad week and you found out some bad news or um you just have other stuff going on it's okay and that is the problem is you focus on the wrong parts you focus on that one percent of the time when you should just be focusing on like the other 90 percent of the time when you are taking things off you're achieving things you're challenging your mindset like those are the things which will help you progress and those things genuinely come from being more flexible with your approach so what you need to do is just pause a little bit more be a bit reflective see how far you've come compare your mindset rather than just the way your body looks i respect that some people have body composition goals and there's no issue with that but you don't need to just focus on that as a sole like guide look at everything else the things that you've changed maybe you've changed your eating habits maybe you've got more tools in place to support yourself when you are feeling low all these things so much more positive and if you look at that progress rather than trying to strive for that perfection that is where you are going to make the most gains that is where you're going to easily achieve the things you want to do but sometimes you just got to zoom out a little bit look at your progress over time stop trying to be perfect with things and instead try and just be a little bit more flexible so that was my two pence for this week i said it was going to be a short one but obviously they're never short because i physically cannot stop myself from talking so feel free to put it on 1.2 i would say 1.5 but then i'll sound like a chipmunk and that would be way too fast for you to listen to really absorb all the things i said they're going to be useful to you so instead 1.2 would be my max of what to put me on speed wise um and obviously have a wonderful day and if you struggle with anything like this and you feel like perfection holds you back then drop me a message on instagram at becky b coaching or click the link in the show notes and booking a free consultation call with me as I'm always happy to chat to you about whatever your goals are, what you want to achieve and obviously if I can support you in any way then it would be great to get you on the team. Other than that have an amazing week guys and as always if you ever have any requests for the show drop me a message.